So do we believe in the power of God and of his word? Do we really trust in God's goodness, even in the midst of hardship? Sometimes, yes, but not always. You know, I hear lately some ranchers and farmers are starting to get worried, you know, complaining they need rain. And it doesn't seem as bad as maybe it's been in some of these recent years, but it is dry and seems worse in some other places. It seems like Canada is just perpetually on fire. And in the midst of all this, Catholics come to Mass and they hear these readings today. God, speaking through his prophet Isaiah, tried to reassure us that his power, his word has power, that when he speaks, his word must have an effect. And in driving that point home, he used a metaphor, the metaphor of rain and snow watering the earth, making it fertile, as if that were something inevitable. In the midst of dry times that farmers often experience, the metaphor doesn't really seem to work so well, does it? And then King David, in our psalm, likewise praised God for watering the land, for having prepared the grain and drenched the furrows. David said that all the fertile watered lands shout and sing for joy, meaning they give praise to God by their very existence. But what about the times when the water doesn't seem to come? It's difficult for sure. You know, farmers worry about uh, paying the bills, about the health of their livestock and, and so on. And they pray, we pray, and sometimes it just seems like God doesn't answer. And then there's a temptation to disbelieve what God said in our first reading, that he's all-powerful. There could be a temptation to become angry at God, to believe that he doesn't care about us. We hear the psalm praising God for his blessings, but when we don't feel blessed, we might be tempted to shut God out, to close our ears, to no longer look to God or to seek to understand. But we need to remember something important. God is a loving father. We might be very concerned and worried about the effects of uh, Effects of drought or other things, illness, finances, family, politics, many things worry us. And they're important things, of course. God doesn't want us to suffer, but like any good father, the Lord is more concerned with the bigger picture for his children. The passing difficulties, and they will pass, of drought or family difficulties and politics and on and on, They're not his primary concern. His primary concern is that we be saints. And sometimes God allows difficult things into our lives to keep us on the path to sainthood. And Jesus did say repeatedly that we must become less attached to the passing things of this world, like this year's good harvest, or this paycheck, or this political situation and become less attached to that and take up our crosses if we want to follow him into eternity. Somehow, though we cannot see it in this lifetime, at least not always, the crosses we carry in faith in this life are redemptive. Good can somehow come from it all. 
Now, that might not be too consoling in the midst of hardship when things aren't going well. But consider these beautiful words from St. Paul. Brothers and sisters, I consider the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared with the glory to be revealed to us. For creation awaits with eager expectation the revelation of the children of God. So no matter how hard things seem day to day, the glory of heaven outweighs it all. It's worth it to endure the crosses of life with faith and hope for heaven. And this isn't just a personal thing either. St. Paul said that all of creation is eager for, as he put it, the revelation of the children of God. What does he mean? Well, as I hear that, I'm reminded of the fall of Adam and Eve, of the original sin. After that original sin, God said to Adam, Cursed be the ground because of you. The ground is cursed because of his sins. In toil shall you eat its yield all the days of your life. Because of humanity's sins, all of creation suffers, but not forever. The earth, the skies, the animals, the plants, the stars, everything in creation is awaiting the revelation of the children of God, of us, restored to God's grace. All of creation is waiting for, as St. John explained in the book of Revelation, a new heaven and a new earth for a time when God will wipe every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain. So this just reminds us, sin has terrible effects, not just on the person, but on all of creation. And we still feel these effects now. But we need to remember that God cares deeply for us, his children, and that our crosses, united with, of course, the cross of Christ, are a part of God's plan to restore, and more than restore, the glory of man's original holiness and the beauty of creation. We can think of it this way. In the spring, before the rains come and start watering the fields, we have spring's work. We've got to get the fields ready. At least in the past, that often involved cutting up the sod, turning it over, plowing, and then fertilizing it, which for the earth seems like a rather painful and violent process. And then, having done this, does the rain always come? Of course not. But the fields had to be made ready anyway. Likewise, our hearts need to endure difficulties um, in this way to grow detached from the things of this world so that we can respond then to God's graces when they do come, that his grace can be planted like a seed in our hearts. And then, because God is more faithful than the rain, we can trust that this fruit will come. Someday, we'll be prepared and enter heaven. And that matters more than anything else in this life, more than anything else, that in the end, we are saints. So this week, let's try to trust God a little more. May we be docile, rich soil that receives the word of God, listens humbly and seeks to understand. And let's never close our ears or our minds to Jesus' teachings and his commands, his calls to faithfulness, even if they are difficult. I'll close now with this brief prayer of abandonment, which is written by St. Charles de Foucault. He writes, 
Father, I abandon myself into your hands. Do with me whatever you will. Whatever you may do, I thank you. I am ready for all. I accept all. Let only your will be done in me and in all your creatures. I wish no more than this, O Lord. Into your hands I commend my soul. I offer it to you with all the love of my heart. For I love you, Lord, and so need to give myself, to surrender myself into your hands without reserve and with boundless confidence. For you are my Father. Amen.